Yes, I know that God is by my side. Keep the faith every day I pray. The only way I could survive. Yeah, no matter what you're going through, he'll never leave you. His love is eternal. Welcome to worthy people. Yeah, coming straight out the projects. It was hard growing up. Born dead as an infant. Mother addicted to drugs. Coming in and out of foster care. He was stuck in a system. After doing time in prison. Gave his life to Christ. Now a Christian. You feel like nobody gets you. Nobody knows what you've been through. Well, Cody has been where you are. You heard me? So remember that you are worthy. 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 Worthy people, yeah. Even when it's hard. Always keep your faith in God, yeah. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy people, yeah. Struggling and searching. Remember you are worthy. Worthy people. God will never give up on you. Let's go. Welcome to the Worthy People Podcast. What's up, everybody? How are all my brothers and sisters doing that are incarcerated, that are listening right now all over the United States? Shout out to all of you that are behind the walls, behind the bars, doing time. We are back. Not in black, but we're back with a brand new episode of the Worthy People Podcast. And I'm so excited to be joined today um, by someone who um, is a brother, uh, someone who was previously incarcerated. But someone that um, I've had the pleasure to get to know um, and count as a friend as well. And uh, he was, like I said, previously incarcerated. He's going to be sharing a little bit about his testimony. And then we're going to jump into our discussion uh, for you guys today. Thank you all for your letters and your messages. I have received um, all of those. And we'll be responding with a mail call episode uh, coming soon. So that's when I do all the responses um, to the mail um, that we have received. So just want to let you know that we have received that. And I'm Cody. I'm your host here. And our mission is simple. It's to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does and we're just going to get down to this episode. I hope that you guys are staying cool, depending on where you are, if you have air conditioning or not. Um, but I know from our brothers and sisters in Texas um, that there's no air conditioning. Um, I know from experience <laughs> uh, on that. But, hey, let's get going here with the episode. Philip, what's up? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, pretty good, um, especially after this nice cup of coffee here, you know, helped, had to help wake me up a little bit more after working all day. Yeah, y'all uh, get y'all's coffee, get your coffee. Oh, man, get that coffee going, put a big, big brown spoon, <laughs> heaping, that's the way I like mine, I like drink mine like oil, mine's got to be thick. it's got to be strong. But you know them people in the inside, when they make their cup of coffee, it's heaping. But yeah. whenever they give you a shot, they like shake the spoon. Yeah, they Don't shake the shaking spoon. The spoon. You think they'd work in the kitchen or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we know about that. Don't be shaking that spoon, man. Man, help a brother out. Man, golly. Man, yeah. so he, you made me a cup of coffee, too. And uh, so it's good. We got all that fancy stuff out here now. Creamer. Oh. Man, five years I drank black coffee. And then I've tried it, tried to so many times. But it's like, you know, man, once you have the option yeah. <laughs> to not drink it black and you can have the option to put creamer in it, 
it's like, mm, I think I'm going to put that creamer in. And that might be something harmless, but how many things do we, when we get out, we have the option. Yeah. We <laughs> it's like, uh, I did years, you know, without this, freedom should be enough. I mean, I know that's what I said is, hey, oh, yeah. I ain't got to go back to the old life. Freedom's enough, right? But it's crazy once you have the option, you know, mm-hmm. and so, man, you can be strong serving the Lord in there, but uh, maybe you don't have the options. Um, that's why it's good. Um, I, th- I think that you can get out and make the right choices um, when you learn and you're building up that endurance that it talks about in James chapter one. Um, count it joy through all trials and tribulations. It's working an endurance in you um, as you're getting stronger. Hey, but uh, it's when you're not using that time behind the bars to to, to get stronger and work up that endurance um, that it, it, it catches up with you. You know, it's like eating whatever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you go see the doctor and they're like, oh, well, you got high cholesterol. You got that. I mean, you got all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but uh, we're going to get more into that conversation today. So, Philip, man, we just were in Kairos. Yes, um, you know, for those that heard the Kairos on the inside, of my brother Philip was there with us. What table were you at? Matthew. Okay, table yeah. Of Matthew. Table of Matthew. I know. I was, I was. I had to listen to when you were doing it. I said, "Did he say Matthew?" I'm gonna have to rewind that and make sure he said Matthew. <laughs> yeah. To talk to Cody over there now. <laughs> no, t- t- yeah. table, table of Matthew. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to I guess uh, the yeah, to, all my, to all my Cairo brothers that were sitting at my table. You know who you are. Man, what's up? How y'all doing? I hope y'all are doing great, and I hope y'all are staying in that word and letting that word stay in you. And, um, man, I hope you're spreading that word. Let that living water flow through you, man, because that's, that's your job right now. When I was in there, that's that was my job, too. And now I'm doing it out here, and then, uh, and I got the privilege of being able to go back in there and um, help share. Yeah, and show that there is hope, man. There is hope. There's hope for everybody. Even if you don't have the opportunity to get out one day, you will get out. You will get out and you will go home to the Lord and you will be able to hear that beautiful, faithful servant come here. You know what I mean? You won't be hearing that. I don't know you. None of us want to hear. I don't know you. (laughs) Get out of here. We want Jesus to say, faithful servant, come to me. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm paraphrasing that, but you know what I mean. Man. But, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure being able to be in there. And, and you know, this group that I was with in there uh, at my table were some awesome guys. And I know the Lord touched y'all's hearts, and I hope he just keeps moving in y'all. Just keep loving on him, you know, and, hey. Take it day by day, man, day by day, because it's it's in seeking a closer walk with him that life will feel better. Life will get better. Problems will come. Problems will go. But Christ will always be there with you to get you through them. Amen. Because without him, you're going to feel the problems. Yeah. You're gonna, it's going to be like, man. You're going to be on worse. your own. Yeah. yeah. And then once you got him, you're going to go through problems and situations but you'll have Christ who has your back and will help give you a peace. Yeah. And that's that's the beautiful thing about having that relationship with Christ and walking with Christ. And then, you know, having a support group even in there of your brothers. You know, we were talking about that a little while ago, how when I was in there, I had some of my brothers up in Bill Clements. If if anybody's listening up in Bill Clements, shout out to you guys too, man. Much love, my brothers. Keep moving forward, man. Just keep praying for your for where you're at, wherever prison you're in here in Texas or anywhere in the United States, wherever this is reaching to. Pray for your place of captivity. Pray for them. Pray for the guards. You want the place to change? I know the guys at Cairo kept hearing me say this. You know what? You want this place to change? Pray for it. Two, three brothers get together. Sisters, pray for it. And watch how the environment changes. 
You mm-hmm. got to make that change. Not everybody else. You. You want change? You got to make that change. You got to pray to God. You got to come in in accordance with each other. Do what that's that's from the word of God. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. Look it up. Do your due diligence. And just keep moving forward, you know, and it'll change the environmental change because I saw Bill Clemens change when we started praying for that place. Oh, man, the light turned on and the roaches started running. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What you saying? What you saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of brothers are like, what? <laughs> no, man. I mean, hey, hey, there's a lot of, a lot of wickedness everywhere in the world. And you get to notice what it is where you're at whatever prison you're in or where, you know. And don't give up. I mean, I yeah, think don't, it's uh, don't ever give up. I got, I got a letter here recently that was like, man, we, we feel like, you know, the, the darkness has overrun us. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear it. Um, you know, it tells us that in the last days, you know, people yeah. will be um lovers of themselves they won't want to hear anything yeah. um whatever that's um good will be looked at as evil whatever's evil is looked at as good but you know don't let that uh stomp your light out you know and i know that we're jumping in um yeah. hot um with encouragement <laughs> hey somebody needed somebody to hear it so that. um so philip you know we were talking about you were previously incarcerated, so you weren't always walking with the Lord. So what oh, no. what was what was life like um, for you before you came to the Lord? Oh man, insanity! The definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. For me, that's what it was. It was just crazy, you know, thinking things were going to still get better, but it was just getting worse. And not really realizing it. It um I did ten years. The first four years I was serving Satan to the utmost. And I mean uh, I mean to the utmost. Doing everything that I could. I mean to the point where I even got two people to sign some papers setting you know, selling their souls. And I was trying to what? get Yeah, <laughs> brother. And I was trying to get other people too. You know what I mean? I was I was just being I was just that type of person back then. You know, everything. Everything and anything. Nothing nothing was off limits. And in being in, in the county, being in over, over there in the penitentiary and everything else and and I know some of you know this when the Santissima Muerte, I used to pray to that that too to death and everything else. And I mean I'm not going to go long on it, but I walked away because God touched my heart and I finally mm-hmm. just got fed up. Yeah. I got fed up with that type of life. I mean, if not, I was going to end up staying in prison for the rest of my life. Yeah. I knew it. I, I knew it. I mean, the, the way I was heading and I mean, still fighting, still getting in trouble, you know, just. So just, s- serving the angel of death uh, yeah. didn't didn't get you anywhere? Oh, yeah, more trouble. <laughs> but, uh, no, God is good. And uh, uh gave my life back over to, to God on Bill Clements, 2012. Um, I really want to say October 2012. That's when I got uh, April and, 2012. Uh, and then. Uh, was for me. Same year. While, I didn't know that. After a while, I just, you know, just started studying, started. uh learning the word and then walking it out. I mean, that's the main thing. You know, you can't just read the word. You got to, it's a faith walk. Can't be just here. No we got to be doers. Yeah. Ain't no cakewalk. It's a faith walk. You know, you know, uh, I had to just keep moving forward, keep learning. And I mean, I just, I studied a lot. I studied a whole lot. Uh, I used to draw cause that was part of my hustle. And it got to the point where God said, well, you're depending on yourself. You're not depending on me. So I stopped drawing. I was doing portraits. I was doing cards. I was doing everything. I was, I left, I left making tattoo guns, making ink and needles and all that stuff because that was against the rules. So I was not trying to be all like a holy roller 
or Holy Joe. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to fake the funk. I was just trying to do follow what God had for me because that's against the rules. You know, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, you know what? You're well, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to impress anybody. I was doing it because my faith, my conviction was telling me, no, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not right. That's the Holy Ghost inside us, the Holy Spirit in us, leading us away from the things of evil. You know, I'm not saying tattooing is evil and everything else. It's just when you're in there, that's part of the regulations and rules. And if you can't follow the regulations and rules in there, how are you going to follow them out here? How are you going to stay out and serve God? Mm. Do the things of God out here. Yep. You know, and more than that, what kind of example are you setting for the people um, that you're witnessing to? That yeah. They're like, OK, yeah. you, you're witnessing and saying God changed your life and all that. But, you know, you're still involved in this other stuff over here. Um, then, you know, that could prevent people from coming to Christ, because even the people that aren't walking with him know, hey, if you're a Christ follower, it means that. You know, uh, Jesus said, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Um, He was saying, you know, whatever you owe um, in taxes, whatever the law says, you, you, you know, you need to uh, abide by that. Um, He wasn't starting a rebellion um, to revolt against the laws. Um, That was one of the reasons that they killed Jesus is because they wanted him to rebel and revolt against the Roman Empire um, or tell them, you know, they didn't have to listen or whatever. Um, And he didn't. I mean, even all the way when they took Jesus to go stand before uh, Pontius Pilate, he said, I can't find anything wrong with him. You know, he, he hasn't committed treason. He isn't telling you guys not to follow the law. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing I can find. And so, um, in fact, you know, Jesus did said the, op- the opposite. And, um, you know, we have to look at our example um, not to, not to uh, prevent others from coming to Christ because of our, our behavior, you know, it says in Romans that we're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says. We're ambassadors. Yes, yes, An ambassador means to be a representative of. And so they may not go to a chapel. They may not go to a prayer call. They may not go to the Bible study. The Jesus that they're going to see is who you are. Yeah. And how you're walking. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and I know and everybody else listening knows that you're always being watched. You're the only Bible that somebody's going to read. So your life, what you're what you're showing, what you're portraying is going to affect them. And it will have some people they're watching you and they see the joy that you have in your life, the love and the peace and the joy. And then they're going to ask you one day, hey, uh, you know, can you pray for me? I've had guys, you know, not to brag on me, but to brag on God because they saw Christ in me. It was nothing that I did or could ever do. It was all him because he's the one that touches their hearts. I could give you a tell you, give you a beautiful speech. It may inspire you for a second, but if God gives me one or two words just to give you from him, inspired by his Holy Spirit, it will change your life. It will set you on fire on the inside for him, that love. And, you know, I've, had that happen and and it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing just to be able to know that this guy really does not talk to anybody or anything like that and he comes and asks for prayer because he knows that God's real in your life yeah and they want that and and that's the main thing that we need to do is let God just work through us. Let him let him flow. The more the more we step aside and let God do His thing through us, man, the more people will be touched. Because it's it's the same way. Satan's the same way. The more you allow him to use you, you, you throw things. He's just gonna throw you to the ground. But with God, He elevates you. He cleanses you. He picks you up off the ground. He cleans you from the inside out. 
Yes, we may have tattoos. Yes, we may look rough. But that's just us. But we have a beautiful, loving spirit inside of us, which is the Holy Spirit, which is from God. And that's the change. That's the beautiful change. And the the thing, the walk, my walk through those last six years was something else. I didn't want to have to do all of my time, but I knew I was going to have to do my time, all of it, because God had let me know. I was not cool with it. No, I was not. But, you know, hey. You're like, Lord, you did not consult with me before you made this this, decision. This this ain't working out too good, you know, know, going up for parole and and my first parole. And I went up and they're like, hey, um, I was one of the first people, but I had to use the restroom. So I used the restroom, came back, sat in the cage. I was the last one. Well, they put a guard with the lady that was giving me the answer. I guess they figured I was going to go off because, you know, set off. I didn't. I had been praying the whole time. I had only been serving the Lord, been following the Lord for a year. And uh, when they gave me the answer, they're like uh, set off. They kind of like braced themselves. And it to me, I was like, you know, like what? You know, I know y'all can't see my face, but I'm making that scrunchy face. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what are you doing? And even the guard is getting ready. But I just said, oh, OK, thank you. God bless you. Y'all have a good day and walked away. But that was all because of God, because if I wasn't serving God and I would have got a set off, I probably would have went off. I yeah. probably would have been mad. You know what I mean? And cussed them out, whatever. But what good would have that done at all for anybody? Yeah. Would have ruined their days, their day, and then ruined mine because I'd be locked up. And that's, you know, locked up and being locked up or being upon being locked up. Yeah. I've been in jail. Y'all know what jail <laughs> is in there, all right? People out here, they're like, you're already in prison. How could you be in jail? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. You but, get locked up while you're locked up. Yeah. But God's so awesome. Um Man, while you're in there, just just train up, man. That's your training ground. All of you, everybody that's listening, that's your training ground. That's where you get ready. That's where you get ready. And you also pass it on and pass it down. Help other brothers and sisters to learn that word. Pray for them. Pray together, you know. And, man, I, I can't say it enough. Keep moving forward with the Lord. Quit looking back at the past because the past isn't going to help you. It's dead and gone. It's And I was going to ask a question. So when you had been following the Lord for a year when you got that set off, and then how many more years until you, you got out from that time? Five more years. Five more years. Yep. So can I, you look at your life and how would it have been if you would have made parole that first time, how would it have been for you when you got out compared to when you did get out five years later? Um, I, I was, yes, I was following the Lord, but I still had a lot of junk in me. Mm -hmm. I still, and I'm still a work in progress, but I'm not the way I was back then. If I would have got out, most likely, I would have ended up back in prison or dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right away within the year or two, because my mindset still was not right. And yeah. that's what God needed to work on was my mind and my heart. And it was the and, same way for me, you yeah. know, getting the, the, the set off, man, it would have completely changed who I was when I walked out, you know, and I, and I say the set off was a set up. It was really a set up for, for me to continue getting closer to God and, uh, be able to be successful, uh, upon release. And I think that you can, you're, you're saying the same thing is, um, I wouldn't have been successful. I mean, nobody wants to hear like, uh, you know, I need to do five more years yeah. compared to getting out now. Um, I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but the Bible, it, it tells us that we are sons and daughters of God and that God will, you know, he does discipline 
his children because he loves us. And, um, and so we always think it's the devil, man, it's the devil that I got to set off. Uh, but God could be working through it and say, I love you so much, son. I love you so much daughter that I actually want to, I still want to work on some things. I still want to purify you of some things. Um, so that way you're ready. When, yep. when you walk out of here, you will um, be ready to walk out. And um, people tell me all the time, well, I'm not getting out. I don't want to hear about all that. And uh, it's like, okay, well, I mean, th- th- there are plenty that are. Um, yep. But I always say, hey, uh, if you're not getting out, you know, ever, anytime soon, People got this mindset, well, uh, I mean, I don't even see them people for parole for 10 years, 20 years. I might as well just, you know, act a fool and and I'll get some get right before seeing parole. Um, That's equivalent to the people out here. They're like, I'll accept the Lord on my deathbed, Um, you know, not knowing (laughs) when that time is. I mean, with parole, um, you think you know what it is, but I mean, this ain't all about just to make parole or get out or whatever. You can have peace on the inside yes, while you're doing your time. You know, I, I I did three years not saved, right? And medium custody, maximum custody, seg, you know, fighting, all this other stuff, right? For three years. And that was so hard. And then the last, well, three and a half years, really. Uh, I say three years because about six months I kind of went on a spiritual journey and then, you know, I, I accepted Christ. But that last year and a half, I mean, it was peaceful for the first time. I remember, you know, you, you have your custody levels. Yeah. And after I'd gotten out of G5 high security, you know, maximum custody, um, you know, and I'd accepted Christ or whatever I was working on going down on my line classes. And they called me down to the um, classification office uh, where they change your custody level. Um, you know, and I've been serving the Lord for, I don't know, about a year. And um, they said, well, we're we're giving you your line class back. And, you know, they looked at me and I saw the lady going through all the papers of all my major and minor disciplinary cases. And she said, I see that you were getting cases regularly and you have yeah. not had any disciplinary cases in over a year. She said, can you know what changed like that? Yeah. And I said, you know, I accepted Jesus. You know, I'm 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 a Christian. I'm following Him, and and she said, "Well, good for you, good for you," because you can tell. You know, you can tell it shows, and it was a testimony even to her. Like I can I can see. You know, he's he's not he's no longer a rule breaker, breaking all the rules. Um, yeah, you rub off on people. Yeah, you rub, you rub off. I mean. Off on and then people on the inside, they're like, well, I'm going to be a Christian like these people are Christian because I like that they're Christian, but they, they're they not like super Christian or they're not going too far in it or they yeah. still are saying you can get to do this or that. And, uh, man, what I would say to that is never judge how a Christian should be by looking at someone else. Yep. You, your measuring stick to know who a Christian is is needs to be defined by the Word of God. But yeah. so few people ever pick up the book. They'll go to the chapel services. They'll talk to other people. But it's like to get alone with God. I mean, I used to have brothers that, I don't know, they would just go crazy with with quietness, you know, and I'd say, you you need to get along with the Lord, but they always in the mix, you know, always in the mix all day long. Um, And and I know that a lot of people and many of us, that's the way you pass your time. You know, you're passing your time being in the mix, but there's something special about getting in that alone place, pulling away from the day room, from the people, yeah, yeah, you chop it up with and just say, you know what? I mean, we even saw that with Jesus. It says he departed from the crowd and he went to go get along with God to pray. 
and uh, that that that's special. You know, you you've got to get alone and, and let the Lord speak to you. Um, spend time in His Word. Let that you know uh, the Holy Spirit will lead you from from yeah. wrong to right. Now the Bible says that God, not the devil, that God will give people over to a reprobate mind. And what that means is, is that somebody who's serving him is doing something bad, but keep saying it's good for so long. And you said something, Philip, you know, the Holy Spirit speak to you and kind of check you, right? Yep. And you ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. And then a reprobate mind is you no longer can see Mm -hmm. that what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And in fact, you you call it right. I'm not going to remind you no more. I'm not going to remind you. Yeah. So when you see people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm safe serving the Lord, but I'm over here, you know, um, getting high, hitting the hooch, you know, whatever. It's just like, uh, you know, you. If they are, if they fall, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, gets back up again. Be in a spot of saying, hey, I know I was wrong. I was in my flesh. I, yeah. You know, I, I allowed that temptation to pull me down. But it's when you come to a spot of saying that, that this wrong, oh, it's not wrong. God approves it. You know, being a pastor of a church out here, people tell me, oh, um, I like going to this church over here because this church uh, that I go to, they think it's all right that, you know, everybody gets drunk. I like this church because, uh, you know, they don't say there's anything wrong with smoking yeah. a little weed now and then. I mean, the Lord did make the marijuana plant, you know, and all this stuff. And uh, I'm like, pe- <laughs> people on the outside yeah. are finding churches and they're finding stuff around what they believe instead of around the word of god that's why there's so many religions that's there's so so many false religions that you can do whatever you want they just had a church uh that they did a protest last weekend because they had a drag show at the church and people are like oh i like that church because you know their equality and lgbtq plus and it's for all of this and it's like you know, hold up. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you can find a church out here that believes yeah. anything you want to believe. You can yep. find every flavor. When you're in prison, you can find a Christian that's like way out there and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's OK. And they can sh- tell you scriptures to justify their behavior, um, yeah. even though it's way off. And uh, so, you know. We don't have a script, Philip. I don't have any notes no, to say this, don't. but the Holy Spirit is telling me that one person who says, well, I keep, uh, they, they've been walking with the Lord for a while and they do it, so it must be okay. But do you know what the Bible says? Like, d- d- why do you yeah. do it? Don't do it because they do it because they said it. You know, learn what the word says. You know, the Bible says study the word, show yourself yeah. approved. And it said be ready to give a, a, a an answer it says this in Timothy, be ready to give an answer to any man who asks in season and out of season. season. Yes, sir. And that means yeah. in season, out of season means when you're ready or when you're not ready, be ready with an answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they say, hey, I want you to uh, share your testimony or whatever, you can prepare for that. That's in season. But uh, when you come back to the day room and they're like, um, oh, yeah, come over here and, you know, we're going to look at these dirty pictures or whatever. That's out of season. Maybe you didn't have uh, a prepared answer, but you know that the word says, you know, set no wicked thing before your eyes. Yeah. You know that Jesus said, you know, when uh, you've lusted in your heart, you've already committed adultery yes. and you're able to respond. I remember that there were people who said, hey, um, God made us sexual, so it's okay to pass around the the the, the flicks and all that, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. the Lord made me this way. The Lord They're made like, me horny. I got this big old collection, so I mean, it's okay. It's not. What? And you it's like more, what? Yeah, you got and more then, pictures. You got more <laughs> flicks than you do pictures of your family. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, then people are like, uh, other people see that, and yeah. then they're like, oh, I guess I can too. You know, and and see, that really goes back to even what Jesus told the Pharisees. See, Jesus, 
said, hey, God gave y'all 10 commandments, Mm -hmm. but the Pharisees had wrote commandment number 11, 12, and there were hundreds, hundreds of commandments. And Jesus said, y'all made up so many of your own rules that you cause people to stumble. Yeah. You know, it it, it can be good and bad because you're going to have people where the Bible says, you know, one, I remember having a, having a brother that. You know, I like to watch the news in the morning. I'd make, you know, if yeah. I wasn't at school, work, something, I was in there. Day room, I'd make some coffee. I'd go check out the news, what's going on in the world. And he'd be like, man, you over there, you know, in front of the the temptation of the TV. He said something, then he walked off. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up, brother. Hey, what's up? What were you saying? And he's like, man, brother, you over there on the TV. And I'm like, well, I'm watching the news. And he's like, but the commercials, you know, they have the shampoo commercials with the women washing their hair. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Not everybody is tempted okay. by the same thing to fall into. Yeah, you know? I mean, and it's like I could like women, but the shampoo commercial ain't gonna, you know, cause yeah. me to to lust after this woman on the on the TV. Yeah. Now, if if they're over here with the music videos or they got it on the Telemundo on Saturday morning with the oh, girls yeah. washing the cars yeah, and they're those. playing the music and all that. Now, then it's go go say yeah, something gonna, to a bro- I'm brother. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to walk away from the TV. Yeah. Because, yeah. So Jesus said, "Man, y'all have made it. Y'all have made rules that make things okay that aren't, and y'all have made rules that you burden people down with with yeah. with the word so much that they walk away. You know, and it happens out here in the church. People are like, yeah. dang it." I got to do all this, you know, to serve God. Well, I don't want nothing to do with it. And that's, that's never was the heart of God, yep. you know? And so we got to do, we got to do everything out of love. Hey, if you're going to go talk to a brother and say, man, bro, I love you, bro. But I, I love you, sis, for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sound like Yuri, Yuri yeah. when he gets on here. He's like, every time he's talking to the men, he's like, I hear you, ladies. He, there he is talking about the men. He ain't talking <laughs> about the ladies. He forgot about us. Okay. We have not forgotten about y'all sister. Hey, yeah. bro. Hey, sis. <laughs> you know, um, out of love, like, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. you know. Um, people know when you talk to them if it's out of care and concern. You know, as a pastor, people get mad at me, and I'm like, look, I could go on about my business and never say anything to you if I didn't care. You know, yeah, because it really doesn't affect my life at all with the decisions and what what you're doing. But I I chose to stop to talk to you out of care, out of love. If you think I'm being, you know, mean to you or you know uh, whatever, um, you got it all wrong. Like I'm doing this out of out of love, right? And um, I don't know how we got all in that right, but all. Hey, but f- <laughs> hey, Philip. So you've yeah. been home now four, five, four years. Four years. It'll be five years this October. Man, um, that's what's up, man. And and it and it feels good. It feels real good. Uh, just been steady working, loving on the Lord, and just moving forward. Still waiting for that woman of God. Uh, and then just I just want to keep serving him, keep doing what he wants me to do. And I know everything else will fall into place because when we're about our father's business, he's going to be about our business. Amen. Amen. So when you got out, when you came home, you know, you'd been gone 10 years. And, you know, how was it seeing your family, seeing your kids? Uh, how was that and how have you seen God move in that since you've been home? Maybe for those listening that have kids, you know, people write like, man, I've been gone so long. Like, you know, I, I pray that God makes it a, makes a way yeah. for me to have a relationship, you know, with my family again, with my kids again, you know, you know, 10 years. That's twice the time that I did. You know, that's no small amount of time to do. But how? How was it when when you got home with your family and with your kids? When I uh, I got out, I didn't tell nobody that I had gotten out. I told my family, do not tell nobody. Leave, let me be for at least a week. That's what I wanted, so I can 
just kind of adjust a little bit. I didn't want to get too crowded and I was doing a lot of praying. Uh, my kids found out God restored my children to me. So I hadn't seen them, like you said, in 10 years. My kids were adults already. I mean, there were kids my, when you left. Yeah, there were kids when I left. I mean, my son, my youngest, he was eight. So when I got out, he was 18, you know, and my oldest daughter was. Oh, man, she was 23, 23, 24, somewhere around there. But, you know, they were being there, man. I mean. But it was good to see them and they slowly started coming around a little bit more. We start talking. I started getting to meet my grandkids. Yes, I have grandchildren. <laughs> uh, most of my grandchildren were born when I was in prison. So, I mean, I didn't know any of them. I had seen pictures. None of them ever knew who I was, but now they know who grandpa is. And uh, man, it's beautiful to be able to see, you know, my my grandkids hug them, love on them. And just pray over them. That's yeah. the main thing. Pray over them. Uh, my my family was, uh, how would you say, not suspicious, but kind of like, it was kind of like being in prison because I know I was being watched. I wasn't trying to preach to my family. I was just showing them because Lord, the Lord had put that on my heart. He's like, no, you need to let them see your walk first you gotta let them see me in your life yeah because if you start preaching to them or it's gonna sound like more like you're preaching at them because they're not gonna see your walk they don't know they know the old you they don't know the new you yeah they don't know the new creation so they had to, my family had to relearn me they had to relearn the new me not the old me and I had to let go of the old me, too, because I moved back into my mom's house and my old neighborhood and everything else. But a lot of people from my neighborhood were gone. A lot of different people. So it was kind of good that that was, you know, that. And uh, man, San Antonio changed a lot. <laughs> in a 10 whole years. lot. Ten years. And I know some of the brothers that are in there that... that uh, got 30 some up plus years and man i'm praying that god will move in their cases and they'll be able to come home too yeah they'll be able to come home too man if not, and, and if i can speak to you know um I, we had before we had worthy people church um we had more of a prison addiction based ministry um, over in the hood, in the hood, <laughs> in, the yeah. hood oh, in San yeah. Antonio. And um, we were doing our grand opening and um, we had Eddie B for those listening. You know, he travels around prisons all over um, the U.S. And uh, we had him come out and do music. And he does more of a, a classic rock type thing. Yeah. And that's how why we started with the <laughs> with that's, the, that's the, what got the my rock attention. beat at the beginning, you know, in honor of having Philip here today. Um, he's a rocker. Yeah. And because uh, I, I had seen Eddie B when I was when I was locked up. I was on Gory. I was Gory. on Gory unit. And he stopped by there and he went into the chapel and everything else and started jamming out and everything and so i remembered him that's why when y'all publicized that on facebook i was like eddie b i was like man i know that dude yeah i remember him that's why i went over there and, and then from there, he rolled up you'd been out what a year yeah at the I time been about out for a year already yeah it's uh, been oh, a year my first my first week out i got out on a friday that sunday i was in a church I went to I went to church with one of my cousins who had been writing to me who she's a faithful servant of God. Yeah. So I called her and she was like so happy she came by to see me and she's like, you want to go to church with me? And I was like, yes, please, please, because <laughs> I need to because I know I, I can't do it without God. Right. That's the main thing is just knowing having like you said, that personal relationship with God. When we have our personal time, our quality time with God. That's what builds our relationship with him a lot closer and we'll hear from him a lot more and we'll understand him a lot more. 
I know, I know from from that event was the first time that I'd met you, and just seeing, you know, um, your life over the last. You know, I don't know, three and a half, almost four years now. You've a lot been of craziness <laughs> happened in my life, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to to see your growth and get to witness that um, of you being, you know, a part of the church this this whole time, right? And getting to see God work through your life and the biggest thing of restoring. You know, I know that we we're praying for your children and. We still are. Still are. <laughs> hey, if anybody else just wants to throw <laughs> Philip's children out yes, there, pray for my children. Yeah. But you know, just Please. praying <laughs> for them for their salvation. And I know that one scripture that I would always tell you when we would pray for your kids is that it tells us in the Bible that when we come to the Lord that He saves our entire household. Amen. And to stand on that promise of that and um, believing your relationship would be restored, you know, with the kids um, and getting to see them coming into church, getting to see your son come in, uh, you getting to be involved in his life. Um, I mean, it was just it was beautiful to sit back and kind of watch. Like, I know these are things that you really prayed for. Probably yeah. when you were doing time, you didn't never yeah. think oh, it yeah. would work out, you know, the way as far as it has and. And, um, I mean, uh, and getting to see them come in and learn about the Lord and, uh, the things that you had prayed for and your son, I mean, him, uh, I remember we did a men's fishing trip and we were like, you're like, I've never, you know, gotten to take him fishing. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. did, we did more than just fishing. We, yeah, guys, we, we almost died. We did a lot of praying. <laughs> we almost did. died. We went out to the ocean, and the guy driving the boat was like, it's high tide. And we were like, we don't know what that means. Let's go. Yeah, and let's go. We found yeah. out. We about bounced. I mean, we were going to the ocean, and I was just holding on for dear life. We were all getting soaking oh, wet. Yeah. The waves were slapping the boat. Um, we were feeling like the disciples when they were like, Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the boat in the storm. And, um, I literally had thoughts and no lie, no lie guys that man, maybe this is is how I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to bounce out this boat. We were hitting those like boom, boom, boom. We were hitting those. Those are some good six foot, eight foot weight. (laughs) Because we were riding them wave, man. Oh man, and that boat and through there, and your son was just down at the bottom and just getting so every wave that came slapped him in the face. The water just, I was up higher in the boat, but they were down at the bottom just catching all that water that was just slapping them. And I could tell he, you know, everybody started throwing up. Um, I'm one of the only ones that didn't throw up, yeah, but I, I almost did. You didn't either. I didn't. Either. Okay, we, you, we, we I didn't, didn't throw drink, up. No, I didn't remember. I didn't drink no coffee or anything that that morning. morning. Man, yep. they were all just throwing Everybody up, throwing did. up. We didn't catch anything. We came back after two hours of oh. being out there, and we all just hung our head and came back home. And um, hey, but you made good memories with your yeah, son. Y'all yeah, never that fun. that that trip was so traumatic that neither one of y'all will ever forget. No, we never will, <laughs> and we will not speak of this again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, I'm just so. no, it was it was great because then we got to know each other a lot better too. Uh, that's why those men group things are are so important. Um, I'm a, a big believer in we need to have each other's backs, especially spiritually. Men need to keep each other um, accountable and uh, be there for each other, man. Brothers love on each other. And the same thing, sisters, I haven't forgotten about y'all. Y'all too. Y'all just keep loving on each other. Keep praying for the men. And men keep praying for the women, everybody that's incarcerated and pray for your families and your loved ones. Prayer is so important and much needed. And I know I need a lot of prayer all the time because you know what? The enemy's going to always be coming at us. And when he can't get us, he will come through our families. Mm-hmm. He will attack our families. He will attack our friends, whoever you hang out with, whatever, anything that he can get at, he's going to get at. And he's going to try to use it and turn it against you. 
I know I've had family come come against me in in ways that man I I would have never thought this this person in my family would have been like that. But you know what? That's the enemy. It's not the person. It's a it's a spiritual battle that we go through. So it's not it's not the person. It's the spirit in the person. But God is awesome. Man, um, we want to come back and be able to pray with you guys. We, we're going to do something. I, I remember when we went on the radio, we played a song by Skillet called Anchor. Um, so I'd like to play this song for you guys, and then we'll be, be, we'll be right back um, to pray over you. Drifting beneath the horizon Body's weak but I'm trying To make it to shore But I'm falling short I need you more Wave after wave I've been sinking So unto your promise I'm clinging You say that I'm strong To you I belong for letting us humbly come before your mighty throne and for not leaving us alone. 
that we have each other, Lord, and that we have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Help guide us, Lord, every single one of us that is listening to this, Lord. Help us to use the wisdom and knowledge that you've given us and help us to keep sharing it and to keep loving on each other and lifting each other up in prayer. And let us just keep walking closer to you. Help us to seek your face more and more every single day. Let us be that light in the darkness. Let us just let you shine through. We love you and we thank you so much, Lord. And I ask that you just pour your love on every single person that's listening to this. And give them healing of their mind and their heart. So that they'll stop beating themselves up over the problems and whatever happened in their life before. Give them healing of it. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for speaking through us, Lord. I know every time that we get this opportunity to come on the podcast, we just open ourselves up to be used as vessels by you to speak through us. And we know that there's someone listening that needed to hear this today. Someone that needs to get serious about their faith walk. Someone that needs to quit looking at others and look at your word and live and walk this thing out according to your word and what you say. And we thank you for just a testimonies, Father, that we know and and have hope that wherever we are right now, it's not the end. It's a chapter, but it's not the end. And that you can restore our life back unto us. You can restore our family, children, those things that we're praying for. We thank you, God, for everything you do for us. Help us live with the mentality of one day we're going to be living in heaven with you forever where there's no sin and there's no sorrow. But let it be a place that we can actually look forward to by getting rid of some of that sin in our life now. I know that some of us, we wouldn't be ready for for heaven because there's things we won't give up now. We'll miss, you know, we, we, we may think in our mind that, man, where there's no sin, I might miss doing whatever I'm doing. But help the people give it up. Give it up to be sanctified, set apart for your special use and purpose, God. We know that there's also there's always a blessing tied to it through our obedience to you. You said you're a rewarder of those who do good and those that diligently seek you. Help each person go to their Bible. Read that book for itself. Help them not look to whoever else that's around them to live their life according to that. Even looked at me or look at Philip, but look at your word. Your word says, if any men, James chapter one, if any man or woman likes wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who will give unto us generously wisdom to know what the Bible says, wisdom that the Holy Spirit can make it come to life. You promise to do that. Even if we pick it up and we don't think we don't understand, keep doing it and you'll reveal yourself through through your word to us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I thank you, Philip, for coming on here today. <laughs> it's my pleasure, brother. It's my pleasure. We got some prison dates um, going into the, the prisons. And so if we come into your prison, you if you met Philip already, you know who he is. If you haven't, you'll see us on the road. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if you haven't, maybe we can come in um um, into to your space and location. Hit us up. Let, let us know um, the details, you know, your chaplain's name, something like that. And um, we'd love to reach out. So thank you all for your prayers for this ministry. And we love you. God bless you. We can't wait to see you next week. All right.
If you're listening from a prison or jail, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to share your story or how this podcast has impacted you. Please write us at P.O. Box 120162, San Antonio, Texas, 78212. Tell your friends and family to listen on all podcast platforms. Our mission is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus does. For more information about us or to donate to our ministry, you can visit www.worthypeople.church. Until next time, we pray you continue to grow and change for the better. And don't forget to tell someone else to check out Worthy People Podcast. In this life we all make mistakes But I'm not focused on yesterday There's no more holding back Day I rise in victory With all labels removed All labels removed Because I'm seen And accepted by Jesus All as worthy people